right, y'all. Welcome back to the Eat, Drink, Travel, y'all podcast. I am your host, Steph Four, episode 19. I cannot believe it. And this week, I am joined by my friend and local Walla Walla chef, Alexis Norwood. Hey, girl. Lex, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm super stoked. Yes, yes. Well, um, so Lex and I have known each other for, gosh, about a year or so now. Something like that. Since when I moved to Walla Walla Mm -hmm. and you were working at um, Andre's in then yeah. in the gas station yeah, and I was and Rose. <laughs> just, just eating there every day mm-hmm. and, and addicted to those tacos. <laughs> yes, yes. I love the tacos. Yes. They're so good. And we <laughs> both actually moved here from Seattle, right? Yep. Um, yep. I moved here, uh, 2014. So I've been here on like over seven years. Okay. You've been over, you've been here over seven, over seven. I've been here for one. And now, um, Andres has moved from the corner of that little bitty gas station mm-hmm. into a what almost 10,000 square foot beast yeah. of a building in the middle of Main Street in downtown Walla Walla. A little bit of an upgrade. Yeah, just yeah. a just a little bit of a change. Yeah. From from a gas station to a full service bar, coffee, almost like a full bakery. Yeah, yeah. We have a bakery program. Uh, we have a really awesome drink program headed by Jim German. Yes. Cocktail master extraordinaire. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, we have tacos. We have South of the Border. It's just it's got all really cool stuff. And you were recently promoted to the Chef de Cuisine there. Yes, Congratulations. Thank you. That's well-deserved and yes. so exciting. Big shoes to fill, but it's, it's a really exciting time. Well, you can tell just from, I mean, I know you personally, but even just from watching your social media, just the way that you post about what you do and the people that you work with, um, you, you clearly, your heart is in what you're doing and, and the people around you. And it's, it's, it's so refreshing. Yeah. Well, very much so. I mean, restaurant cooking has been a part of my life for 20 years. Um, and I mean, probably the biggest part, Yeah, let's be honest. So um, I wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't like something I was really passionate about. And I'm really passionate about Mercado in particular, the people who work there, what we're doing, just the space, all everything about it. It's really important. It's a, it's a really cool place. Um, a really amazing addition to the city of Walla Walla and want to talk more about what they're doing. But before we, we jump into, to Mercado and, and, and Walla Walla, let's talk a little bit just about your background, because I, Again, I know that you, you know, came from Seattle, cooked there for many years. Um, Lex and my boyfriend, Marcus, actually worked together at Oddfellows um, mm-hmm. for a couple years. Uh, but but walk us through how you just like initially got into cooking and your first, you know, your first few jobs and leading all the way up to, to Walla Walla. Okay, yeah. Um, so it, it started, I got a job um, at a shop that still exists on Western Avenue in downtown Seattle called World Spice Merchants. Oh, I didn't know you worked there. Yeah, I worked there for a long time. I have like probably half a dozen spices of theirs. It, it's still yeah. there. Yeah, no, it's still there. Yeah. I still get all my spices from. Yeah, them. no, they're get, the best. I wouldn't get them anywhere else. Uh, it was a counter job, uh, retail, and uh, you know I would make all the spice blends and all the tea, and it was really fun. But a part of the job was also uh, delivering spices to commercial clients. And I remember clearly one day I was delivering spices to Brasa which does not exist anymore. Um, That was on First Avenue, I believe. Mm -hmm. And I remember walking into the kitchen and just being like, what is going on in here? Because there was fire and yelling and pots and pans and you can hear the full dining room, all of that. I was just like, 
enthralled with what was going on in there. And as I kept delivering to more restaurants, I just realized that I was really drawn to the energy of that room and I didn't want to leave and go back to my retail setting. Um, so I, one of the chefs that I worked with, uh, he was the chef at Ponte Seafood Grill. I'm not sure if they exist anymore. Um, and I begged him for a job. So he gave me a job washing dishes. I was 19 and uh, just, I'm like, okay, you know, and I would try really hard to get my work done as fast as I could so that I could be like, can I peel potatoes for you? Can I peel carrots for you? What can I do for you? And just doing that over and over again, just pestering him mm -hmm. basically. Uh, and then, you know, somebody got fired. So they moved me up to pantry. And that started 20 years. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So um, I also worked in Pike Place Market. Um, I worked for Pharaoh's Meat Market. Okay. So that was like a counter job also, but um, meat cutting, like yeah, I could break down a case of chickens in like 10 minutes, you know, Damn, like dude. just a lot, a lot of foot soldier experience. Um, and then Can Can Kitchen and Cabaret for a very short period of time. Okay. That was a trip. I did not know that you worked there. That, was that is, uh, if you're not familiar with the Can Can, it is a restaurant slash burlesque performance venue. And I think I just read that they, they've moved. Did you hear this? They're not down uh, below the oh, market. Wow. They've moved into the... Um, one of the old spaces is it Steelhead Diner that closed? Oh, okay, yeah. that's a, a good for them. Yeah, yeah. That's so awesome. It's kind of weird to think about them not being in this dark place. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that was part of the charm. Was yeah, the, the grotto yeah. aspect of yeah. it. That's so cool. they've they've moved on up. <laughs> okay, the the portal to another dimension has moved up the street. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah, um, and then from there, I I remember one day I walked into Linda's Tavern. And uh, they were looking for a line cook and I applied and then I ended up working for Linda for about eight years. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Well, and I, like I said, I, I knew that you worked for, for Linda and that's um, where you worked with my boyfriend, Marcus mm -hmm. at her other, one of her, you know, many establishments, odd fellows. And let's just take a second to talk about her and the impact that she had on you. I mean, she is, if you're not super familiar with the Seattle food and bar scene, it's just a, a force. Um, has owned and operated and still does many different establishments in the city. Um, mm -hmm. A total badass has empowered you and a lot of other females. Um, and I remember I've, I've read many, I, I, I have met her. We're not, don't really know each other that well personally, mm -hmm. but I am just so um, impressed with her story and reading about how I think it all started for her, like owning a, a clothing shop on Capitol Hill. And yeah. then it, then, you know, she started, then, then Linda's happened and, mm -hmm. and her story is just incredibly impressive. Yeah. I mean, I was really fortunate to literally just wander in for beer and French fries, you know, <laughs> and they were looking for a cook and I wanted to change. So um, yeah, I mean, that was, those were my formative years because um, her restaurants, they just crank out food and yeah. beer. And um, so it began at Linda's, but then I really quickly moved down to King's Hardware over in Ballard. Yeah. And that place is a machine. They just crank out burgers and fries and nachos and tall boys. And you just do that for years on end and you get really good. Hopefully you get really good at being good at cooking in restaurants because there is a difference between being a good cook and being good at cooking in restaurants and working in a restaurant like King's Hardware will teach you how to do that. If you listen to what it's telling you, you know, how to be prepared ahead of time, how to solve the problem before it becomes a problem, stay organized, manage your time, stay mm -hmm. clean, make good food. That's consistent, all of that stuff. Um, and that's where I really earned my stripes was working in those kitchens. Um, and 
you know, being a woman working in kitchens and especially sometimes in bar kitchens, um, it can be a little challenging, you know, um, having your voice be heard. Um, but I was really fortunate, you know, working for that company, the company is owned and spearheaded by a powerful woman. Like Mm -hmm. you can't be here if you don't have at least some modicum of respect. Yeah. So that was, that was a really good time for me. That's, you know, I, I follow her on Instagram as, as many people do. And such a, such a beautiful artist, the way she takes photos and shares her stories. And I actually saw, I'm sure you probably saw it too. Maybe she posted a week or two ago. Um, because, you know, we're dealing with this staffing issue right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was working the door at King's yep. Hardware. A couple, she's like, they trained me to work the door tonight. And she's sitting there like a badass mm-hmm. on the stool outside with her sunglasses and her clipboard. Yes. Like, I just, the utmost respect for that woman. Yeah, I I have a ton of respect for her. I mean, I, I walked into that restaurant with, you know, the enthusiasm that you're looking for. Like if I was going to hire me walking in the door, I'm, I've certainly have the drive, but you know, not the most experience, mm-hmm. but I think she saw in me that this is something that I really want to do. This isn't like, I'm not doing this until my rock band takes off. Like I'm, I want to be a chef. And yeah. She saw that. And so she invested her time in me and taught me how to use Excel spreadsheets, you know, Jeez. and how to use social media to promote your business and how to run a good uh, kitchen and make good food costs and labor costs. So, you know, I walked into that situation with not a lot of knowledge about how to really run a kitchen. And then when I left her company to move here, I was just like, it was like, I'd been to culinary school. Yeah. And, and there's so much in back of the house besides just cooking, like yeah. you're saying so spreadsheets and organizing and inventory. And, yeah. you know, you think you're going to be a chef and you're going to, you're going to spend all your time cooking, but you're, <laughs> there's yeah. so much more to it. Right. That's yeah. the glamorous part. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be able to write a good schedule. And you worked, let's see, so you were for Kings and, um, where where else did you work with her? Uh, now, obviously, Lind is where you started off. Then you went over to Kings, and then is that when you went to to Oddfellows after that? Uh, it was kind of like that. So Linda's Kings, and then Oddfellows, and then I was a part of the opening crew for Bait Shop. Okay. And then I went back to Kings. <laughs> okay. So I just kind of bounced, but I also did you know brief little stints at uh, Smith, also. So just kind of bounced around a little bit. Yeah, she's yep. she's a, she's an empire. She's yeah, she's yep. a, she's amazing. Well, I know that was like you said, just like an incredible culinary education, business mm-hmm. education that you got from her. Yeah, and um, and so you were working at Kings when you it was your last job before you moved to Walla Walla. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I it was kind of a rough time in my life, so I wanted to go home a little bit. You know, and so I went back to Kings just for a brief stint, mm-hmm. uh, but then I knew like it's time to. Get out of Seattle. I'll always love Seattle. Seattle will always be my hometown, but I just, I don't know how, I don't know how to live there anymore. Yeah. You know? Well, it's, it's it's very expensive. Yeah. 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 Definitely uh, very different from all, I'll, I'll say that it's been a huge change of pace for us and one that we've really embraced and loved. And so when you decided that you, you know, wanted to move, like, tell us like why Walla Walla, why, you know, did you, did you move here for a job? Were you just like, fuck it, I'm out. I'm moving to Walla Walla. Yeah. I mean, I had been here to visit before Mm -hmm. um, and I just really liked the vibe of it. Um, And it seemed like a place that I could, you know, afford and get a job, you know? And so I just, I wanted to try it. Um, Still be, in the Pacific Northwest, which is my home, mm-hmm. but something different. Yeah, it's honestly insane how much more 
how much less the cost of living is here oh my gosh, than in yeah. Seattle. I mean, our the mortgage on our home is a thousand dollars less a month than our one bedroom apartment <laughs> yeah. was in, in you know downtown Seattle. So it's just yeah, it's it's yeah. unreal, and Seattle just continues to get more and more expensive. Yeah, um, I would never be able to own a home on no, the side. Absolute, no, absolutely, no, absolutely um, not. And you know, just a solidly like middle-ish class person, like I'm comfortably owning my home out here. Yeah, like, it's fantastic. Yeah. Can't recommend it enough. Please well, <laughs> move, move please, to Walla Walla. Please. Are you a cook or a chef? Join <laughs> us, please. Well, and they, you know, we are getting more and more, you know, chefs and cool things happening here. Mm -hmm. You know, Max Petty from Eden Hill is moving to open the old White House Crawford space. I is... just want to take a moment to say how thrilled I am that something is going into that space. Yeah. Because um, we'll get to it later in the story, but I was at White House Crawford for five years. And so <sighs> driving past that building every day and just seeing it empty it was just ugh, yeah God, yeah you know? so seeing something go in there i was just like yeah yes. and especially him especially that menu like i'm i'm thrilled yeah no yeah. me too i'm so excited Let's hurry up max and get it open out here yeah we can't wait so so you move out here and then and yeah and then i went to white house crawford okay. um, and that was just a line job um, but you know, it eventually developed into a sous chef job and, uh, I was there for five years. And at, at that point, that was the pinnacle of my career. Um, I loved working for chef Jamie Guerin, mm -hmm. wonderful guy. Mm -hmm. Um, I love the menu and it changed all the time. Um, you know, we, it would be seasonal, but then we would also adapt, you know, we would get all of our stuff, uh, from local farms. So Hay Shaker Farm, Frog Hollow, Stone's Throw, all of those places. So it was really cool to be able to put something down on the table. And not only can I tell you specifically the farm where this came from, but I can tell you, you know, the farmer's name. We hung out yesterday. Like, I love that connection out here that we have. Um, and, you know, hey, we were serving snap peas on this salad, but it got too hot. So, <laughs> so now we're going to do something else and it changes every day. And that's, that's, that's a really awesome way to learn about um, produce in the Walla Walla Valley during spring and summer. And I think, you know, we are so lucky to be in Walla Walla because it is the agriculture is just the farms and the mm -hmm. producers here and the growers. It's, it's amazing what we have here in the Valley. And that's, I get, you know, I, I go to Frog Hollow usually like two or three times a week because mm -hmm. it's, you know, five minutes from my house and, yep. you know, talk with the own, talk with Amy, talk with her daughter, pick out, Oh, what did we, what'd you pick today? What'd mm -hmm. you pick yesterday? And that's just, especially coming from Seattle and not having pipe place at my fingertips anymore, mm -hmm. having something like that, which I mean, and even like, let's get real. When you go to pipe place, I, you see a lot of avocados from, from Chile. Right. You see, you know, a lot yeah. of the produce that they have down there is not, I mean, a lot of it is of course, but mm -hmm. you know, it's cool to actually go directly to the farm right. and, and get to talk with the people that are like you're saying. And, yeah. and that's such a special part about Walla Walla. Well, if you go to metropolitan market and you get heirloom tomatoes, there's an extremely good chance they're from Frog Hollow. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, that's the, we're growing a lot of really amazing stuff in the Valley that's being imported to other parts of the state. Um, so you can, you can buy it right from them at the farmer's market downtown every Saturday. Yeah. Every, every yeah. Saturday I am usually there. There's also a cheese woman that I love. There's mm -hmm. just, yeah, we're, we've got like a, just a lot of great producers here. We're yeah. Yeah, very, very lucky. Um, well, okay, cool. So I didn't realize you were at White House Crawford for five years. And yeah. I think when we moved here last year, it hadn't been closed that long. No, we closed, um, what was that in March? Like when basically when the governor shut down dining rooms, 
we we didn't really open back up after that. And it was heartbreaking because we were, I believe, a month away from our 25th anniversary. Oh, God. I mean, just, uh, oh, just I didn't worst. realize it was that. And what was the cuisine? What was the concept there as someone? I know it was very loved in the community, but I never right. got to step foot in there. Um, it was new American with a lot of um, global twists. So, you know, we would have um, we would have we one of our favorite dishes it sounds silly but we had a porridge on our menu in those in wow. the winter time okay um you know with uh lots of different vegetables on top of it it was just really great um and then we would do um you know halibut i'm trying to remember we had a halibut dish with like fragola and whole parsley and preserved lemon um and lots of sauces and it was just really really good Yum. stuff we had calamari with nacham like vietnamese dipping sauce um and then you could also get a steak tenderloin like a I believe a six ounce steak tenderloin with mashed potatoes and a demi glace and mushrooms. Um, when we could get them locally, we would get, you know, the morels, mm. chanterelles, Yum. you know, whatever we could Almost put on it. Chanterelle season. Almost, <laughs> I know. So it was, White House was amazing. You know, I'm glad that I got to have that experience of working in a tablecloth restaurant. Yeah. Because, you know, up to then it had been bars, which yeah. was wonderful. Um, but getting to experience that and like seeing the whole the flurry of white with the servers, you know, putting all the plates down at the same time. Yeah. The candles, yeah. ooh, it's all very exciting. And it was a very, like, from what I understand, it was, you know, something much more elevated than Wawa had before and, you know, a little more expensive. You know, I feel mm -hmm. like um, people have told me, like, oh, we, people weren't sure when they open. Like, is this going to, is this going to go over well? And Wawa, mm -hmm. and 25 years ago, Walla Walla is not the destination that it is today. Now people, you know, bougie people come out here to wine taste and yeah. they want, you know, a, a really fancy dinner and to splurge and celebrate yeah. special occasions and, and bachelorette parties and, you know, coming to spend money. But it, yeah. that wasn't the case, you know, in the in the mid 90s. Yeah, it, it was a special occasion place. And I, I love that. And, you know, I would see the same couples come in every year for their anniversary. And that was really special to like be a part of that, you know, yearly tradition for them, you know, birthdays, graduations, we'd always enjoyed uh, Whitman graduation weekend. It was a big deal for the graduates and their families. And we love being a part of that. Um, and, you know, fall release, winter release, winter barrel, all that stuff. It was it's just really fun. And a huge restaurant too. Yeah. I mean, it was, we could seat probably 140, 150 That's, people, yeah. you know, maybe more if it was a little back. Yeah. In. Yeah. So yeah, it, it was a big operation. And explain to, so, and then you were with them, you know, till they closed down about a year and a half ago. Um, and then explain the relationship between White House Crawford and Brassery 4. So, uh, Brasserie 4 was owned by Hannah McDonald mm -hmm. and uh, White House Crawford was owned by Jamie Guerin and they were best friends. And um, Hannah wanted to sell the business to someone who um, would give it the same care and attention that she had, because that really was her baby. Yeah. Um, and so it just made sense for Jamie to do that. Um, and so they, and he owns it to this day. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so did that transfer happen very soon after White House shut down? Oh no, that happened well before. Okay. That was like maybe three or four okay. years. Yeah. Okay. I've tried to follow yeah. all the different storylines, <laughs> but the ones that came before me, it's, it's not always easy to keep it straight. And, and Hannah now owns a fabulous um, little food specialty shop downtown and downtown wallet called Foodscape, which I'm sure 
Have you had the pleasure of, of going by there yet? I have not. This is actually news to me, so I know what I'm doing oh, later. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. Well, and they're only open a couple days a week, but you can order and pick up and she gets like fresh seafood in daily from Ooh. Seattle, but she also gets like really good imported products, um, you know, specializing, not it, really, I would say a lot of French and European stuff, but I was in there. I don't know a few weeks ago and she just gotten in this sh shipment from japan and all these garlic chili oils and i've got several in my pantry now but she Intriguing. is just okay you definitely have yeah. to stop by they're open to the public for shopping on friday and saturday and then they're in the old t-max kitchen oh okay. so they're in like that tiny space oh that's um, just right around the corner yeah me, yeah okay. so you you've got to check it out I it's will. it's She's wonderful. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. And so when you guys shut down, did, did you ever cook at Brasserie? I, when the transition was happening between, you know, uh, changing hands, I went there for a brief period of time because we thought that I could be the lunchtime person there, but then it just didn't work out because I, I needed to be just really focused on White House. Um, so not really. Yeah. Just, okay. just a few shifts. Yeah. But some of the that you're familiar with some of them. I think I've seen you post about like the, 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 um, the steak frites, yes. which Marcus ordered last night when we were there. Oh my gosh. Those are so amazing. amazing. Yeah. Brasserie yes. 4 is, is fantastic by the way. If anyone is coming to Walla Walla, it is, it is such a gem. Yeah. The, the pate, like one of my favorite things is just get like a, the, like a half cheese board, half charcuterie board, and then the pate and and just bread and it's just delicious that's the way to do it yeah but i, I mean the margarita pizza and then the the uh all that stuff. Yeah, yeah yeah it's a it's a it's a special place and yeah we had a wonderful dinner there last night it's definitely one of the best spots in town just yes. gives me very like um Piche vibes from yes. seattle just very small little yes. almost hole in the wall french um parisian just oh man it's just, yes it's so yummy i'm I'm hoping they'll get busy enough to open for lunch more than two days a week. Yeah. <laughs> it may not be that they're not busy enough. They may just not have enough staff. Like, then, yeah. like half of the, half of the restaurants open right now. Yes, it's true. Yeah. 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 So, so, okay. So White House sadly closes. And then is this, do you go, is this when you go to Andre's? Um, so I was on quarantine at home for two months. Um, that was the longest that I'd ever been unemployed since I was 18. I mean, yeah. I've just been grinding away in kitchens mm -hmm. this whole time. Um, so that was really weird being at home. Um, and I was really afraid, like, am I, I have a high school diploma and 20 years of doing this. Like, what else am I going to do yeah. if this industry doesn't bounce back? Um, I, I, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. Yeah. Um, but then I, multiple people sent me the listing on Facebook that Andre's kitchen was looking for a cook. And I was like, uh, I don't know. That's a little different. That's yeah. a change. Like, yeah. But you know, and I wasn't like, Oh, it's in a gas station. How good can it be? I was just, um, I don't know why I was hesitant. It just seemed like a big change, um, but I decided to just go for it. Um, and I'm glad I did because yeah. it's just, it's been amazing this, this, this last, um, over a year. Like yeah. So, cause, so you really hadn't been with them very long when, when we moved to Walla Walla. No, I think, yeah, I think I started, uh, end, end of May, early June. Yeah. Okay. 2020. Um, and it was a trip. I love being in the gas station. I mean, certain parts of it, it, it was cool, you know, like we just the parade of humanity that comes through there, yeah. uh, you know, like, 
just just people coming and going about their day but you know the bikers with all their vests and everything yeah. i love it and you know the the paramedics and the police and then both shift changes at the penitentiary and the construction workers and all of it it was just really cool to feed all those people you know and yeah. then just sort of watch the show yeah and i mean you know andre is such a talented uh human such a talented chef and to get to to learn from him and you know yeah. making you know, they're making however many tortillas by hand in a gas station every morning at yeah. 5 a.m. I mean, like, I remember the first time I had his tacos was probably 2016. And I was visiting or 17. And so these are this is about these are the best tacos I've ever had. I've been to Mexico City. These are the best tacos I've yep. ever had. They're definitely the best tortillas I've ever had. They're yeah. importing their, you know, Oaxacan corn to mm -hmm. grind them down and make them. And such a such a cool, cool thing. And again, to be doing that in a gas station, like it yeah. just... Yeah, I was intimidated when, yeah. I, when I walked in there, you know, and I, I was looking at their smoker, like, you know, how much just how much time goes into smoking the brisket yeah. and the pulled pork and all that and all of the effort for the next all. And I mean, it, it, it was intimidating um, and it, it was a pretty cool thing to take on. Yeah. And a diverse menu, too. Like, again, mm -hmm. like you're saying, like smoking all their meats like in house mm -hmm. and, you know, great sandwiches, great burgers, tacos, doing, you know, breakfast stuff. The morning after biscuit is a fried chicken biscuit with an egg and then like is it a crystal hot sauce crystal, crystal aioli oh yeah. my god oh man it, it's an old classic yeah it, it's um that that place really was something yeah um but you know we just we were outgrowing it oh you um, definitely were I mean, we didn't have a prep kitchen I, for those of you who who haven't seen it i mean it's literally just you know the size of like a, a subway sandwich yeah, you know, installation, it, yeah. gas station, just a tiny little spot. And we had a dry storage, but we didn't have like a separate prep area. And we were just on top of each other trying to yeah. get our work done, you know? So it was just like, we really need to. I don't know how y'all did that as efficiently and also to the quality that you did because things were so delicious, so well done, so mm -hmm. quick. And there's like 10 of you or more crammed into, like you're saying, yeah. this teeny tiny Shoebox. space on top of each other, you know, making tortillas, baking. You're not just, yeah. you know, putting sandwiches together or flatbreads or something yeah. like it was. And there's a drive through window, the walk in service, you know, pre COVID, you could come and, you know, eat inside the, the gas station. Though many people took it to go. And mm -hmm. it was a really it was a really cool part of the community, I think, like. Was it travel and leisure that called it the best food and wine? Food and wine. I'm sorry, I can't. Magazine can't, called food and wine. Little magazine called food and wine. I can't keep up with all the accolades because <laughs> he's literally. It has been yeah. in the New York Times on all the you know food travel channels. Yeah. Um. You know, and again, yes, food and wine called it the best, the best restaurant in a gas station in America. Yes. Which. That's something. Yes, that That's is something. that is something. Yeah. Um. And so then, but okay. So you know, 2020 happens and it's crazy, and y'all are still as busy as ever, and takeout is going crazy, and and you outgrow the space. Yeah. And and so onward and upward to moved into the old um the old merchants space. Yeah, the old merchants and the old olive space. Yeah. Okay. It was merchants and then it was olive. Yes. Yep. Yes. Okay. Right. And so um, what was it January? Close down the gas station and then move into the new space. March we open. Uh, I think it was like late March, something like that. I mean, we we basically put a restaurant together in just over sixty days. Yeah, I mean, it was it yeah. was amazing. He got um, this idea in his head, and that's that's Andre for you. And and he again, gets stuff done. I, yes, that man. I do not know if he sleeps. 
<laughs> I don't think so. You don't think I he don't sleeps? Think so. Not very much. And again, if you're not familiar with Walla Walla, like just, you know, in the middle of Main Street downtown, this new spot, two stories, huge patio, um, you know, counter service. It's it just such a massive change to yes. go to a full service restaurant, um, you know, with, you know, you guys, not that you guys didn't have a lot of employees, but now you must have. Now we have a lot. Now, yeah. Now you must yeah, have we, well we have over a, 50. We have a mezzanine. Like yeah. not how many restaurants have a mezzanine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's completely different. And, and, and you guys, you got in there, you made the space. I remember, you know, Marcus also helped Andre open the restaurant. And so got to kind of see the transformation of that space and just, you know, without really doing, you know, budget wise, super expensive things. I mean, obviously some of it was, but the way that that space transformed and brightened up and the, you know, the pieces that he brought in the big, the big Marlin and, you know, the, all the plants and just, you know, the artwork from Mexico city. And there's stories behind all of that, which is just, especially so the, the color scheme that we currently have at Mercado was designed by Squire Broll, one of my favorite local artists. Um, and it's just with the cool, like light blues and the yellows, it's just, it pops it's, and it's so great. It's, it's beautiful. It's, it's, it's striking, uh, but not obnoxious. It's mm -hmm. just, it's very memorable. And it is, it's just, and like you said, if you guys aren't familiar with Squire Broll, he is a local artist, very like world renowned, just a super, super talented and just awesome human. And yeah, having people like him, having people like Jim German come in and design the cocktail program. It's just, mm -hmm. it's a world-class restaurant and it's, just, you know, in the, right in the middle of, of downtown Wall Wall. It's very special. Yeah. And we, um, within the last few months, we just added Blythe Petticord to yeah. our staff. So we're, I mean, we're like the Avengers now. There's <laughs> like this awesome team of people putting together this restaurant and really making it shine. Um, and it's, it's a cool thing to be, what was, oh, the plants, uh, Daylight Plant Company. I, I love these guys. So they're, they're just awesome little entrepreneurs and with their business and they, um, I don't even know what any of those plants are. They're succulents. Oh, they're they're so, awesome. I have many in my house, like yes. this one, this one, the one hanging. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know if I mentioned, but so Mercado, like the concept is like a Mexican market. And so Andre wanted to have, you know, little shops in this huge restaurant. And so he has a local daylight plant company, which is uh, Rachel and Mark Day, who mm -hmm. are just the the cutest sweetest they're the nicest oh my god the ever. cutest little couple you'll ever see yes. there they were doing plant pop-ups all around walla walla yeah and um ended up i don't know how they got approached but so they moved into that space and their business is booming they're crushing it they're like yeah there's yeah. i've spent an ungodly amount of money there like <laughs> yes, I, am, I, I, yes. did, I look around again and i see so many plants here that i bought from them i got two beautiful plants from for marcus's birthday for them um and they've brought so much life into that space space and mm -hmm. made it just so beautiful and yeah who who would have known that a plant shop would be so damn popular but yeah I mean, no, they're doing well and they um the plants that are around mercado they also take care yeah, of them. yeah yeah that um, beauty it's a i think it's an audrey ficus the one the really big one that has the lights on it yes it's and it's it's and so day. when they brought that plant in i i remember i i was there mm -hmm. and i took a little a photo a little video of it and um it was like about to be Marcus's birthday. And I sent Rachel a text, Instagram message. I was like, Hey, like, do you have any more of the Audrey Ficuses? Marcus like loves this. I really want to get him one. And she was like, Oh yeah, I think I have one. It's, and she's said six and then inches, but with the not, 
the word inches, you know, with the markings. And uh-huh. I thought she said it was six feet. Oh no. So I was like, I was like, okay, great. That'll be his birthday present. You know, right. that, will, that won't be cheap. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, great. And I thought we can bring it over. I'm like, well, yeah, why don't I just get one more plan? I just, I love you guys. And anyway, they come over and it's just, it's just, and I'm like, I'm so stupid. <laughs> um, but it'll grow. it will grow yes. and it's, it's, it's beautiful. And one day, it will grow up to be yes. like that eight foot, 10 foot tall plant that's in and you have a funny story. And to... I have a funny story. So it's a good thing I got that other plant and I ended up having to run out and get them a few other birthday presents. Right. But it uh, was, oh my God, it was so funny. But they're just, yeah, they're like, oh, we can, you know, we can deliver because I was trying to have it brought over to the house when he wasn't home. And <laughs> they're just, they're super sweet. But, um, but there's also, and then there's also a wine shop. In, yeah, Secret Squirrel. Yeah, very yeah. cool. And they do tastings in there. You can buy bottles. Yeah, uh, they have merch, they have wine, they do tastings, they do flights. It's it's really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're they are in the Tranche family. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know. I think they are. I'm going <laughs> to say they are. I'm going to double check. Okay. I'm going to double check. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so you can go you can go wine tasting. You'll mm-hmm. pick up a bottle of wine. You can go plant shopping. You can walk through the plant shop while you're you know eating a taco, drinking a cocktail, yeah, drinking yeah. a, bring a napkin with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't, yeah. <laughs> don't drip on the plants, but yeah. how much fun to sip some wine or a boozy slushy when you're, yeah. Yeah. It's so fun. Um, and what was there? Oh, and we we're working on some other cool things Yeah, uh, to sort of enhance the market aspect of it. Um, but it's, it's, it's fun. It, it feels like I'm yeah. In the middle of a market in Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Well, and so let's talk a little bit too. Let's just touch on like the, the cocktail program. Cause you mentioned Jim German, who's mm-hmm. very talented mixologist, um, worked in Seattle all around Pike place market and several iconic places for gosh, 20, 25 years. And I think Jim actually left Seattle, maybe like the year I moved to Seattle. So our paths did not cross until right. we moved here. But the there are some boozy slushies on the menu. Yes. That, they will sneak up on you. Yeah, you gotta be so delicious. You've got to be careful and you need to eat when you're Yes. Please have many tacos. We yeah. have a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well let's talk about the menu a little bit. So it's mod- been modified a little bit with the move. I know that yeah, we had to, there were some old favorites that were really tough to part with. And listen, Walla Walla, nobody is more bummed out about the loss of the Euro than, than your pal Lex <laughs> right now. Because I, I had that Euro literally every day for like a year. Um, but, you know, when we were at the gas station, we had sort of like a global street food idea. Yeah. Um, and then when we moved to Mercado, we realized like, oh, gosh, this is a big dining room. You know, and how can we um, really focus on what we do best and make it work for everybody, including our guests who we, we need you. So, you know, we decided to kind of pare down. And so we, we got rid of some things and we added some things and we're still adjusting as we go along. Um, but really the... We just keep coming back to tacos. Yeah. That, that's really where I mean, at. those tacos are just, they, you just can't beat them. Yeah. You, you really can't. Yeah. I mean, and it's a, it's a sincere labor of love. You know, we've got the briskets. Um, our prep cook, Dylan gets to work at six o'clock in the morning and starts the smoker. And we use Applewood, uh, from before farms. Yeah. Which is local. And well, yeah, yeah. Right outside of Walla Walla. Yeah. Go, go pick up the wood. And yeah. And we go through, Oh gosh, we go through an ungodly amount of wood. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, we went from maybe six to 10 briskets a week to like 24 briskets a week um, in terms of volume. Yeah. It's right. And they have to go for about 16 hours. So, you know, it's, that is insane. So are you running out of room in the smoker? Do I mean, you, are 
you're going to have to do it every day. You every single do it. day. Is there maybe at some point a second smoker? I mean, that would, <laughs> I mean, we're almost there. We're almost you guys, there. At, at one point you closed down the upstairs just because things were, you guys were just so busy. You focused on the downstairs and COVID and being short staffed. Yeah. And so it was a combination. I mean, it was just, you know, we, we didn't have enough servers and we were still sort of figuring out, um, our table service, all of that. And, and so, you know, we just had to kind of slow it down a little yeah, bit yeah. Um, in order to provide the best experience for everyone. Yeah, of so. course. Well, and it'll be interesting to see because again, opening in March, you know, you're really starting to go into tourist season here, which, mm -hmm. you know, Walla Walla is, you know, very seasonal with tourists, with the wine tasting. And yeah. we get flocks of people here in the summer. Um, and I know you guys will stay busy because it's very, lots of locals going there as well as, yeah. but I'll be, I'll be interested to see the flow you know as we go into as we go into winter and god knows what's going to happen with covid so yeah i mean we're we're here for you we got all the stuff for to go still yeah we, we don't have that uh that drive-through window anymore but i mean we're we're happy to make anything to go. yeah and do you guys have can you do the text to go um it's best to to call okay yeah okay um we're, we're still fine-tuning that one as yeah well. yeah and but, well it sounds like you're insanely busy <laughs> yeah i mean but yeah the the tacos um you know the 16-hour smoked briskets and then uh we ship our corn from mexico and uh we do the nixtamalization process and we have this wonderful woman named selena who works for us at 40 hours full-time all she does is make tortillas are you and, kidding me? Yeah, that's, that's all, all she does. She does. I mean, I know, I've seen her in there making them, but mm -hmm. I. Good Lord. Do you know how many she makes? Oh, oh, dear. Oh, my goodness. Thousands. 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 I couldn't even. Yeah. I mean, what we have to order the corn, like basically when we get one shipment, we have to order another one because it does have to come through customs. So it, it can be a bit of a process. Um, and, you know, we're, we're, it's 600 K a day. We're boiling the corn. It's, it's nuts. Um, and, but we, that's important. She's one of the, yeah. she, without Selena, nothing else functions in this restaurant. Yeah. She's one of the most important people that we have. Um, and she's got her little corner and, you know, it's, it's, uh, there's a machine downstairs that grinds the corn. There's a machine that rolls it out and then the flat top to cook it on. Um, and yeah, thousands. Lord, good yeah. Lord, yeah. So that's just the shell, you know. And so, the, so the tacos are definitely the most popular thing there. What yeah. are what would you say? Uh, all right, besides the tacos, which are to die for, what are a couple of the other favorites? Oh, you got to try the voodoo fries. Uh, I, I believe that was the one that Food and Wine was really excited about, and rightfully so. It's a uh, lamb Weston French fries. I love the lamb Weston. Dude, fries. I have some in my. I got hooked on them because. Of, of Andre and I, I I have some in the freezer right now they're so good they're honestly it's the best I mean <laughs> I, I feel so corporate having like such a passionate opinion about french fries <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I take away my goth card but um, I mean I love lamb west and french fries and the toss with cajun spice and then we've got our crystal aioli on top our uh 12-hour smoked pulled pork pickled jalapenos and pepperoncinis and then uh, slivered green onions, which we call sexies. That's the voodoo fries. <laughs> yeah, and you can add cotilla. Uh, you can add cotilla or feta is really. What oh, okay, we like. feta. Yeah, but okay. anything you like, we'll put on there. Yeah, I'm getting so hungry. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> lunch is coming up after this next. Um, yeah. The voodoos, give us a couple other favorites on the menu. Oh, gosh. I mean, if you want to look at the breakfast menu, uh, the chilquiles are like my favorite. Um, we have salsa verde and roja, and uh, we house fry our chips and toss it in the sauce with cheese and topped with an egg, cotija. 
scallions, uh, cilantro. I mean, it, and it's it's got a kick to it. That's one thing about Andre's food. He he wants to punch you in the face with it. Hey, well, like smoke, heat, acid, you know, all of those flavors. Like he wants it to be something you can think about later. Yeah, and it's memorable. Yeah, his his food is very memorable. Yes, indeed. And making me hungry thinking about yes. it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, okay, and so you have so now you guys have been open for what six six months. Something it's a blur. It seems like longer than that, and somehow shorter than that. <laughs> seems like yesterday time. in a million years, yeah, right? Exactly. I feel like that's like the the COVID like yeah. motto that that we've all been having the past year and a half. Yeah, it seems like yesterday and a million years ago. Well, and time. Well, and so you know, let's you know, let's talk a little bit about you know, we talked about White House, we talked about Brasserie. Let's talk a little bit more about the food scene in Walla Walla and just what you've seen since you've moved here because you've been here seven years mm -hmm. and it seems like you know there's a lot of cool things happening here food wise and it's it, it seems like it's happening fast because there's so many more wineries coming into the area which is making you know so many more tourists come into the area or getting new hotels like the Finch that just popped up a couple years ago mm -hmm. and a Beha just started doing a fantastic food um, food service at night they're doing like these five and seven course dinners like Wawa is really kind of getting on the on the map food wise now which I mean you know Mercado and Andres was a big part of yeah yeah we're, we're growing up I mean we we already had a lot going on when I first moved here um but you know um things are things are things are growing and expanding and changing um and a, quite a lot uh with all the new wineries and that's one of the cool things like you you can if you want to open a new label, like in Sonoma, like good luck, you know, yeah. because you have a lot of money, a lot of money, you know, and you can come out here. We have uh, a viticulture college at uh, the Walla Walla community college. That's really, I mean, I hear it's a pretty well-respected program. Yeah, yeah. Lots of graduates um, that are doing really exciting things right now. Um, and so we've got that going on. Um, Saffron changed locations. Gosh, uh, just yeah. one of my favorites. Um, How long have they been here? Uh, so long. Yeah. yeah. Than, they were here the yeah. first time I visited, which I think, yeah, like 2017. 2000, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they're, they're one of my favorites. I, I mean, Brasserie 4, Saffron, Pasa Tempo, um, Hathaways. I mean, there's so many really it's awesome in, Yeah, it really is incredible how much good food we have in this small town. And I think a lot of that is attributed to the fact that, you know, the wine, obviously. I think people mm -hmm. that like to make wine and like good wine, like good food. Yeah. Um, and that, like, pumps into the hospitality community. So we're really lucky. But, yeah, I mean... You know, Richard Hathaway's was cooking with Mashima Bailey at the Gray before right. he, before he came out here, which yeah. is just you know unbelievable. And now they're doing you know he and his wife who's front of the house and he's back of the house. They're doing cool winemaker dinners out at Alton's and yeah. all these cool really special things that you're that you're seeing now. Yeah, and you mentioned Abeja. We just did a catering out there uh, a couple days ago. I mean gosh it's beautiful out there isn't it oh gorgeous my oh, my oh my god i didn't I mean, want to leave i, I know you've been there. out there before yeah i have been and every time i'm just I, i'm reminded how well, beautiful blown away and yeah. abeja is um abeja is, is a winery but it's also an, an inn it's an old farmstead that they've completely restored like 10 minutes from downtown wall walla it mm -hmm. will just like your jaw will drop when you when you see the how they've restored and but also kept it so pristine mm -hmm. um and now yeah so they're They've obviously been doing like wine, you know, tastings and and having lodging out there for years. But yeah, they just launched a full dinner service with mm -hmm. 
you know, a, a chef, um, chef Elodie. Chef, oh, thank you. I'm yes. like, I just ate there a week and a half ago. I can't <laughs> think of her name. She was yeah. cooking in Provence before, mm-hmm. before she came out here. And it's, it's, yeah, it's so cool to see that. Yeah. It's fun. Um, there's, there's a lot of really cool things going on and, and I think that'll continue. Um, cause it's just possible yeah. out here, um, yeah. which is really fun. And I mean, we're right here. Like we were talking about earlier, like all of the produce is right here. You can take a look at it and we've got, um, really good ranchers out here. Also, um, upper dry Creek ranch in, uh, they're in Oregon. I'm not exactly sure where, but they have the best lamb that you can get anywhere around here. So, okay. Yeah. I did. I'm not familiar with them. So I've got to, I've got to check it out. Yeah. Check them out. Yeah. You guys are. <laughs> You guys cooking with any of their lamb? No, not at not at uh, Mercado, but I remember working with them uh, at White House. Yeah, they were, they were a little great. expensive price tag, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I have, to, I have to check them out. Um, any other favorite like purveyors or producers out here? I mean, I would be remiss if I didn't mention uh, Montier. Oh they, I mean, just forget about Dude, it. Dude, I've got her Larzac cheese in my fridge yeah. right now. It yeah. Will, blow your mind. I never even heard of Larzac cheese. Yeah. I mean, it, it is something else. Um, and they are just right over in Dayton. Yeah. And I love their life. Like they're just the coolest people. Yes. Ever, you know? she, I, I can't think of her name, but I, I met her. Joan Montier. Joan, okay. Yes. yes. Joan. And I met her at the farmer's market that yes. you mentioned that's every Saturday. Um, I just recently, maybe two months ago, discovered her. Oh, cheese. I have a cheese problem. Yeah. And all the, I mean, she must have had a dozen different cheeses that she makes mm-hmm. sitting out. And I was just like, oh, God, like, what, where do I start? Like, you yeah. know, and so, but she gave me the Larzac, which is, um, oh God, it's like a, it's a, it's a French cheese, obviously a soft cheese, but in the middle of it, it has like grape ash. Mm-hmm. I had never heard of it, but she was like, no, this is like the cheese that I went to France to learn how to make like yeah. 25 years ago. Yeah. As is what's like, what, how amazing. Yeah. I mean, and it is, it is a strong cheese. It is, it is for, if you are a cheese fan, then that is, that is something for you to try. It, yeah. It's pretty remarkable. Yeah. Well, and I tell you, Marcus is not a big cheese person. I could eat a cheese and meat board for dinner every mm-hmm. night and, and be Same. perfectly, but he'll eat one with me and he'll be like, okay, now it's dinner time. I'm like, no, just eat, no, more, eat more cheese and <laughs> more meat, more fruit. Like I love to live that way, but yeah. he loves that. I mean, I mean, then it's big. It's like the the Lars like she sells. I mean, yeah. it's got to be like three inches tall, like two and a half inches thick. It is a it's a lot yeah. of cheese, and I mean, I think we ate it all in two sittings. It was <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. And now I'm probably gonna. I, I promise you, I was planning on getting some out later before dinner. Yes, you'll, yes, you'll I see it. it on my Instagram later. Yes, um, it's it's beautiful. I also tried last week. I picked some stuff up from her at the farmers market, and um, she had a brie and. Oh my God. Yeah. I just, I was going to sit down and have one little wedge and I ate half of the, mm-hmm. that happens. That happens. <laughs> and then, uh, and of course, um, Hay Shaker, they're, yeah. they're, my, they're just also among my favorite people just in general, um, with how they view the world, how they run their farm, how they yeah. treat their employees. They're just awesome people. I haven't had the pleasure of like actually going out to the farm. I don't think it's open to the public right now. Um, I, I don't know if it before COVID it was, but I don't think it was, but they were, um, they were at the farmer's markets um, here and also in Richland. Um, but they have a really cool website. Um, Google them and you can uh, order produce boxes. Yes. We're doing CSA do boxes. Yes. Okay. And I highly recommend it. And what's cool about the produce boxes from Hay Shakers that you can also get other um, really cool local items um, like the, the Walla Walla beans, um, like the red Merlot beans. Yeah. Um, 
and cheeses and soaps and just all kinds of cool local products. So all in one box. It's okay. Cool. I need to, I definitely need to get on that, that list. I've seen the little signs for their CSA boxes. Yes, and I don't know why I haven't, about. I don't know why I haven't signed up for it, but I do go to the farmer's market every Saturday. And then we also, I don't know if you've been to the farmer's market over here in Lions Park on uh, Thursday afternoons. We have one in the park over here once a week also. Yeah. I, I pretty much live at Mercado. Yeah. So. <laughs> you're, you're, you're a busy woman. Well, tell us a little bit about like, so, you know, chef, but obviously, you know, managing your kitchen, like how much of your time is spent actually cooking versus like we were saying all those other fun things earlier, early in the podcast. I know you are on the line a good bit. Yeah. Not as much as you used to be as I used to be. And I mean, cooking for me is it's a career and it's a hobby and it's a passion. I mean, it's all I'm doing, you know, Um, I cook at home for myself and I have a pretty expansive garden every year. Like it's, it's what I'm doing. Um, And so but I've also done 20 years of working on the line. Yeah. You know, yeah. and my feet are destroyed and it's just yeah. it's hard. Yeah. It's hard and it hurts to work in kitchens. And so, you know, it, um, I'm turning 39 this year and, you know, just thinking about um, if I want for restaurants to be a part of my life, you know, in the next half of my life, how do I make that sustainable? And part of that is not necessarily being on the line. Yeah. You know, as much. Yeah. Um, but I'm still very much involved every day, you know, in like the, the big batches of braised short ribs for the tacos, you know, the smoker, like definitely I'm hands on in that way. And if I couldn't be at least a little bit in there, I would probably shrivel up and die because I just I need it. Um, but, you know, that's that's what I'm moving into now. This next phase is, um, you know, running a profitable, clean happy kitchen with happy yeah. staff members who are there because they want to be mm-hmm. and making good food. And that's, that's really, that's my next step. Well, and like I was saying at the beginning of the podcast, like it's, it's really palpable that you are so invested in, in what you're doing, that you really love what you're doing, that you love the people that you work with, that you want to better the, the restaurant, your, your fellow employees. I, I don't know who it was a couple few days ago. I see you bringing in birthday cakes for employees on their birthday, making people feel special. Yeah. And you know, that's, that's a bit of a shift too. I think in the restaurant industry in the last several years too, is seeing kitchens go from being like more of these volatile places to being more giving people a better quality of life. Yeah. You know, that's something, um, I did not, like I said earlier, like um, experience like a super negative kitchen culture, um, just working for Linda Dershank. Yeah. That, that thankfully was not something yeah. that I had to do. I have, you know, before, but um, just that I think that has been the standard um, that people expect in restaurant kitchens, like the Gordon Ramsay Hell's Kitchen thing, which is not how he really is in real life. Yeah, he's, I've heard he's really nice. Actually. He's not. If you watch the British version of Kitchen Nightmares, it's a lot different. He's really so nice. <laughs> really nice. Like he's actually problem solving instead of just shouting at people. But it's a role. Um, and that's the role that people think of, you know, that kitchens are supposed to be hot and tense and shouting and throwing things Cursing and, and I'm not working in a kitchen yeah, like that. Yeah, so dry, yeah, man. yeah. But all, no. said, all said and done, I, I love Gordon Ramsay. I love Hell's Kitchen. I love, yeah. I, I can watch that and I, I would, you know, it can be a little trashy, but that's kind of, it's like a soap what opera meets yeah. a cooking show and I'm, I'm embarrassed to say, no. I, I will watch it anytime. Yeah, I watch <laughs> The Real Housewives, so no <laughs> judgment from me. Have you seen the new Paris Hilton cooking show? No, but I've been recommended it many times. I, like, I actually, we've watched every one of them. I made really? Marcus watch I it. Good. And, 
it's, I mean, if you're watching it to learn how to cook, that's not the point. You know, that's, right. it's just, it, to me, it's hilarious. And she's hilarious. And I love Paris Hilton. Dude, she's a force. And I think much smarter than she lets on. Um, and but, that is her whole empire. Yeah, right yeah. But I'm telling you, it's on, it's on Netflix. I, I died. We we probably binged, I think it's 10 episodes, That's maybe awesome. eight in, in two or three days. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, we, I'll definitely keep that in mind. We loved it. Well, oh God, I cannot believe we're closing in on an hour. Well, okay. Well, you mentioned that you always do a big garden at your house mm -hmm. and you like love to cook. And I've heard many, I've interviewed many chefs over the years. And a lot of times when the question, what do you like to cook at home comes out of my mouth. A lot of times I hear back, I don't like to fucking cook at home. Mm. I cook all day, mm -hmm. but so it's really refreshing to hear that you actually really enjoy that. And I'm sure the people that say that like probably do cook at home occasionally. Occasionally. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm just that much of a nerd about it, but I, it's also, it's just what gives me pleasure and it's what calms me down. Yeah. Um, you know, like my favorite times being at home, like I'm a big fan of TVs in the kitchen. You know, yeah. like if I'm not at work, but, you know, at home and just put on, you know, the Godfather trilogy and, and make a big elaborate meal and like really throw myself into it, even if it's just for me. And that's a great way to spend an afternoon. That's awesome. Well, what are yeah. some of your favorite things to cook at home? I mean, uh, braised greens are a big, big part of my life. Um, and it, it, it just depends on what we got. If we got uh, different kinds of kale, chard, spinach, um, even beet greens, turnip greens, all that stuff. And yum. just, you know, braise it all and, and just eat that with everything. Yeah. You know? Yum. Um, and we had a dish at white house Crawford that I really liked. Um, it was like the, the height of summertime celebration, but it was a spice brined uh, grilled pork tenderloin. And uh, then it would be um, braised greens with like a jalapeno onion cream sauce. And then a cherry salsa because cherries are a big deal in the summertime and mm -hmm. so that was just sort of mm -hmm. like every uh, everything that is really exciting in a bowl right now with that um so that kind of stuff and you and you have a garden you said that you're doing yes. year round or just in the summertime i'm um, just in the summertime and this year i pared it down quite a bit because i knew that i needed to dedicate a lot of time to mercado mm -hmm. uh, but usually um, i have about three quarters of an acre out in dixie which is you're farming just, all of that. Well, I'm about about a quarter of that. Okay, is, that's, is still a, that's still that's still a lot when you yeah are, yeah like, that's a lot. That's, and I do a lot of sunflowers because I really like to encourage the bees. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, like all the greens, zucchinis, um, tomatoes. I can't make melons work. Just I don't know something wrong with my dirt. But yeah, and uh, and then preserve it like cryo back that and keep it in the freezer. Yeah, and I really love living that way. That's really important to me, dude. Absolutely. I um I went out to. Frog Hollow, uh, I don't know, two or three weeks ago, they posted on Instagram that they they had an abundance of uh, basil. So you could go pick your own basil for free. Dude, I picked way too much basil. Yeah. I picked, I brought no a little bag and I, I brought home so much. It took me maybe, it probably took me at least three hours, maybe four to just stand in the kitchen and pick the leaves mm -hmm. off and chop them up. Not even doing anything with yeah. them. It was like an all afternoon, but now I've got, I've got like basil chimichurri, I have pesto, I have mm -hmm. basil butter. I have a basil simple syrup. Yes. We are set on basil set. for the winter time in yes. this house, but that yes. is such a great way to live. And that's such a special part. I think again, just about living in Walla Walla being out here. It's a, it's, it's a lot easier. And I mean, we get so much awesome sun and there's just, there's something about our, our dirt out here. It's yeah. Just, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. And I, I hope we have a better garden next year. We, we just got so damn hot this year. 
Yeah, we lost a, that. That was pretty, yeah. That was pretty different. I mean, it, it was the whole Pacific Northwest. Um, it was so bad we here. We alone, but I mean, it fried I, uh, my peppers and tomatoes. I was starting to see the flowers. And then yeah, fried. yeah. Ours just like yeah, fried. Yeah, yeah. just like turned like literally looked like they were burnt. Yeah, did not did not survive. So I mean, we got a little bit of peppers and tomatoes, but not as much as we would have. That that was really hard. And I, uh, there was a devastating loss to the Walla Walla sweet onions. I, I just read about that recently. Oh, a lot of their crops were were ruined in that heat. So hopefully was, we won't have any 115 degree days next year. I hope not. That was definitely the just hottest. Yeah. 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 Well, um, well, Lex, I cannot believe the hour has just flown by. Yeah, I crazy. thank you so much for, for being on. Um, Alexis Norwood is uh, the chef de cuisine at uh, AK's Mercado in downtown Walla Walla. She is working a lot. So if you stop by, you can probably see her face behind her mask. Um, mm -hmm. Stop by, get some tortillas, say hello, get a boozy slushy. Yeah. <laughs> Look! Look for the the Princess Leia buns. That's my that's my signature look and the mask. Yes, yes. yes. Well, Lex, thank you so much. This was so much fun having you on, and I hope to see you for tacos soon. Yes, thank you for having me, and see you soon. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Mm -hmm.